Okay, hello. I think this is working. It tells me it's being live streamed. So hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Happy December, if I haven't said that already. Um, thank you for tuning in and being here today. Uh, if you didn't already know, it's Sam with another video for you. And I am here with author Kathy McCrum to talk about reading, writing, publishing, and more. Hi, Kathy. Hey. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks. You look very Christmassy, in the, or at least your background does a little bit. Yes, yeah, see? That's a that's cool I, I did not do that I went I went more with the sci-fi theme instead but, yeah uh, well you know okay. sci-fi who writes sci-fi yeah no Kathy is a sci-fi author and um I've actually interviewed her before in a few of these videos um some of them had technical difficulties so I felt bad about that but um the main reason I'm having you back here today is because Kathy just put out her second release Aberration which is book two of the Children of the Consortium series and I actually have a copy right here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't think I had one. I was going to show off your previous book, which I have, but um, my wife had bought one unbeknownst to me, which uh, might mean that somebody <laughs> might mean that somebody's getting it for Christmas. Spoilers. Um, but she was like, "You might need this to to, to show off during during your video." So oh, this is thank a you. Book, aberration. It looks good. I have not read it yet. I've, I've, I've probably seen excerpts and heard you read some, but it looks mm -hmm. good. Um, but I'll let her tell you more about that in a, in a minute. I'm very grateful that Kathy has graciously agreed to be with us here today and answered some more questions. And just so you know, before we begin, I want um, just so everyone out there knows, um, I know I've had some guests on here who are at various stages in their journey and I've done publishing in a of different ways, which is which makes sense, um, which is all fine. I, you know, I'm at, I'm at, I am still on my publishing journey. I'm not, I'm not there yet, but um, Kathy has done traditional publishing and she is getting noticed by some people. Um, Publishers Weekly, who is, you know, a big deal, has reviewed both of her books now. Um, they called her first book, Recorder, Hard Science Fiction with Heart. They said anyone who likes hard science fiction with heart needs to go, go, go grab it up. And here's a section from her second book, or from, from the review that, that Publishers Weekly wrote of her second book. They said this, um, McCrum's lyrical prose and gentle insights into the heroine's gradual deprogramming valuably counterpoint the solid technological milieu this intelligent celebration of humanity's capacity for love and self-sacrifice takes the series to impressive new heights. So Kathy is um, putting out great work and getting recognized for it by some big name people. So I consider this a big deal. Um, you know, as far as I can tell, she's stayed humble and, you know, I don't think it's gone to her head yet at least, but, um, but maybe a little only bit. Sometimes. Only sometimes. Only sometimes. That's, that's, only that's, sometimes. Fair, that's fair. But, but um, since, since she was unlikely to say that about, about herself, I wanted everyone to know that um, this is kind of a big deal. And I'm, I'm excited to be her friend and to know someone who is moving up in the world like this. So yeah, um, we're gonna talk about that and um, go from there. So yeah, thank you for being here. So of course, as usual, um, I do have some questions prepared um, and I've shared those with Kathy beforehand, but let's also make this an interactive discussion. So for those of you who are watching today in the audience, um, if you're a fan, a reader, an aspiring author, friend of mine or friend of Kathy's, whatever, and you just want to just happen to be here today, post your questions in the chat about reading, writing, publishing, sci-fi, fandom, or any of those topics, because we want to hear from you too, and we'll make this an interactive discussion. Okay, so first off, um, just to give everyone some context, I wanted Kathy to explain her book a little bit. So without giving too many spoilers for, for anyone who hasn't read it, which if you're there, shame on you, um, but... <laughs> but her first book recorder is still available. 
without, without giving too many spoilers for the first book or for either book, can you tell us an overview of what's happened so far in Recorder? And then where can we expect to pick up in Aberration? Sorry, I can my cat in the background. I was going to say, we have a pretty cat. Hi, Kitty. Yes. Um, okay, there, there are cats in the book. So, so oh, great, great. there's, there's your tie that, in. You hear that thing about? Yeah, yeah, he did that. He? She. She. She did that on purpose for, for um, uh, yeah, helping yeah. me out. Yeah. Self, you know, yeah, self promotion or something. Um, yeah, yeah, so, well, yeah. all cats are into self promotion. That's my That's theory. Product placement? Not yes, really. there you yeah. go. So, um, the in this society, um, there are uh, people called recorders who I guess you could kind of say it as a cross between a notary and um, a Soviet political officer. They kind of keep track of things and um, and record what's going on. Um, none of them have names. Um, none of them have families. They're all raised by this organization called the Consortium. Anyway, um, recorders have drones that are just kind of like giant mechanical jellyfish that kind of hover and record everything. And if they do something wrong, they're punished. Um, not too much of a spoiler because on the back cover of recorder, but my girl, rec the recorder, um, loses her drone in an accident and has to figure out her way through the world. But in the process of figuring out her way, how to maneuver in a society that she doesn't fit in, that she doesn't belong to, um, she you know, not only is that a journey of self-discovery, but there's a journey of like, oh my gosh, there was a murder and we have to take care of that and solve the murder. But in the process of trying to solve the murder, she discovers a deeper plot, which is that someone has created a bioweapon that is designed to take down the um, the entire consortium. Um, that's, I think that's not spoilery enough to say that's where Aberration picks up. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to give away too much for people. No, I, I, I it. But that's, 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 that's a good, you know, whatever publisher's summary or enough to get us to, to pique our interest. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, I mean, space travel, is, is it, is it the future? I think, I, th I think it's the future. Yes. Um, in, I, it's not stated anywhere in the books, but in, um, in my world building that doesn't make it into the books. Cause you know, the whole idea that there's like this iceberg and you see like 10% and there's 90% yeah, right. below. Um, the 90% below is that people have left earth and established a colony somewhere else to establish a utopia, which always goes well. Yeah. Utopias always all, work. All, all, in, in all of fiction ever. No. Yes. In all fiction and in real life, utopias are just <laughs> the way that people no. can do those all the time. So, yeah. Yeah, so we have all that going on. Familiar um, mm -hmm. sci-fi elements, and and the character I think is really interesting because she's like you know one, I guess for lack of a better term, a human computer, but, or she's been trained to be that, but now she's you know kind mm -hmm. of fighting against that, and the the human side is coming out over the computer side. I read the first book earlier this year. Um, if anyone wants to hunt for it, I have a, a review of it on my my video review on my video archives or my podcast archives. So well, thank you. Go find it and hear what I said about the first book. It was good. Spoilers, um, not really, but yeah. So that gives us a little bit of an overview into the world for those who have not read the book yet. Which again, you should. But um, there you go. Um, let's see. Okay, Sarah asks in the in the comments, would you say it's a little dystopian too? Yes, I would say so. Um, I had a really interesting discussion with um, 
a, a podcaster about dystopias and what they really are. It's it's more like um, I think a dystopia isn't really a dystopia unless it's a world in which things are supposed to be working, you know, along one way or the other. But someone is running roughshod over one group of people is running roughshod over another and you can't get your balance. You can't stand up. Um, but I'll leave it up to the reader to decide who's being run over by whom. Everybody has their different opinions in the books. Um, the fun thing about aberration is you get to see more recorders. You get to know more of them. Um, and so to see the complexity that they are just individuals in the same organization, but they all have their different takes, their different motivations. So, despite the fact that the organization or whatever has tried to make them uniform mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever, and suppress all bias and suppress all connections, which again is is a, a hallmark of dystopias. So there you go. But yes, yeah, okay, cool. Um, Robert in the comments um, said just said this to say, um, love the, the description of what a recorder is. This is a terrific series that deserves to get recognition as serious sci-fi. It's well-researched and a poignant commentary on the human condition. So I agree with all that. I didn't write it, but there you go. Um, people well, thank are you. Yeah, people are recognizing it. And um, you have some fans in the comments already. So that's awesome. Um, so what does it feel like for you now having published your second book? Did you ever think you'd get this far? Um, what's kind of the reactions there? It's kind of funny. Um, I wrote when I was writing Recorder, I, I set off, and I've said this before, I've set off to write a 15,000 word short story and failed because I did not write a 15,000 word short story. Um, it was going to be the longest thing I'd ever written. Well, I did hit the longest thing I've ever written. So there's that much of a success. But um, I, I was convinced nobody would ever read it. Um, and so um, it's really humbling that people do and that some people have, have strongly connected with my girl. Um, no, I was thinking over, I, Facebook memories came up a while back and it was like, I've hit 15,000 words in my story and I don't think <laughs> it's stopping anytime soon. No one's ever going to read this. <laughs> and so, no, I, I didn't. And How far back was that memory, do you, do you remember? Oh, five years, maybe, I think. A lot can change in five years. Yes. So um, it, it's writing the second book was really hard. I didn't expect it to be this hard. Um, writing the first book took about, oh, I think 11 months altogether. Um, the second book also took 11 months, but it was 11 painful months, not 11 joyful months. Um it's very different um, thinking of how uh, tying everything up and knowing that there's a deadline coming ahead of me. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So I'm very much a discovery writer. Okay. So I've told a couple of friends lately and I'm quote, misquoting someone. I don't remember who. And if you remember who out there who's listening, um, that was really muddled grammar. Please forgive it. Um Somebody said this, and I don't remember who, so I'm, I'm quoting someone. If you remember, shout it out. Um, it's like driving through a snowstorm with one headlight out. Oof. And that's how I write. And that's that makes me, I mean, that that's what brings the story to life. If I try to plot it out, I, I just, I'd kill it. It's gone. Yeah. It's really hard to write when it's all 
organized. I nonfiction, no problem. Give me a Roman numeral outline. Um, you know, I don't even want those like mind maps for nonfiction. I just want Roman number one, A, B, C. Um, fiction, it's kind of like wearing a blindfold and walking around the house going like this. Mm -hmm. So, so it's still, yeah, it's it's different. And I, you mentioned it was it was different this time because I mean your, your first book, you don't have a deal yet. Usually, you 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 have however long you need to write your draft, then you submit it to publishers, right. but. Now that they're interested, it's like you got a deadline. Yeah, yeah. Got a deadline. And then and then suddenly I'm also thinking not only about myself and what I want, but um but also what I my when I wrote the first book, I wrote it just for me, more or less. Um, writing the second book, I really do have my readers in mind. Not yeah. that I'm going to, you know, I don't think. I'm I'm willing to bet that I'm not doing in the book three what people necessarily wanted me to do. And I've had a couple of emails um that that protested strongly to the endings of of um both books. I can't believe you did that. Um and so I'm I'm kind of guessing that that's gonna be something. And so I'm not gonna rewrite my character to I'm be nervous about about book two when I'm like I haven't read it yet. So yeah, I don't want to. I don't know what to expect, really. Yeah, yeah. So, um, there there have been times when my characters still surprise me, and they act out, and they they do things. I was I I have a goal. I know where it's going. I know where it ends, and I don't think that's going to be something that necessarily people thought that it would be. Um, but I don't know how to get there, so I'm kind of like weaving my way through the ideas to get there. Yeah. Okay. Um, you've touched on this a lot already, but my next question actually was, was the writing slash publishing process easier or harder this time now that you know what to expect? And in many ways it was harder, it sounds like. Both, both, because um, I knew, I, I kind of knew how things go. Um, like, I'll just say it this way. It doesn't matter who you are. Developmental edits are not fun. So, yeah. I mean, they can be because they can help you strengthen the story and find what you really meant. And that's the the best thing about edits is, is when you're looking like, oh, that didn't come across. How can I tweak it to make it say what I needed to? And that's the really handy thing with edits. However, um, they're not necessarily fun as many of my friends can attest to me I, am I complaining? By developmental edits, you mean like kind of in the early stages, like mm -hmm. figuring out your plot and and outline. Um, when when they're like, oh well. In as much as you have an outline, yeah. Yeah, well, the developmental edits more like uh, commentary on the story okay. itself, as opposed to um, um, you have a dangling participle here. Oh yeah. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense or not yeah like grammar and stuff and it, yeah it's not the grammar and stuff it's the sentence structure anyway no it, it's it's more like um why can i not put words to this uh maybe maybe i haven't had enough caffeine yet <laughs> sorry i do drink caffeine I yes help you there. <laughs> yes um a, a more like what happened to this plot thread or why is so-and-so angry like um, content questions like th things that 
may or may not make sense to the reader. Right. The, the, the general overview kind of questions. Yeah. Um, I'm like, but I know I was clear. Well, no, you weren't because, you know, she's it made sense in my head. I've, yeah, I've, I've... yeah. Yeah. Made sense in my head is not necessarily the, the best reasoning for keeping something in the story. I know we've all been through that in our, in our online writing group, writer's feedback mm -hmm. group that we've, that you and I participate in and yeah, and they're like, well, this, uh, I thought it was clear, but, but I'm the one who wrote it. So I know, I know what I was thinking, but I know it was in my head. Why don't you know it was in my head? But yeah, when, when, the page, when, yeah. when you're, when you're sending a book out to many people, you don't get to say that, you know, it's right. You say what's in the book and that's it. So that's scary in some ways. Well, it's kind of interesting because, um, a book is like a dance okay. and you have, you, somebody has to take the lead and that's the author. But the other person makes the dance work. Mm -hmm. So the reader is the one who you as the author might be leading the dance and leading the steps, but it's not really a dance. Well, okay, obviously you can have a tap dance by yourself or something, but it's like if you're waltzing or you're doing the doing what tango or something, it's not really the waltz or the tango if you don't have the partner. And that's how reading is. So it's my job to, as a, as the author, to lead the lead the dance in in a way that gets to my objective. Mm -hmm. But then everyone else they kind of bring their own things to it, and we can have a whole discussion about you know what 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 the reader brings to mm -hmm. the meaning of the text. I mean, I I took a whole class in grad school about that. It's most probably more than we need to get into into right now. But yeah, you know, the author has a strong voice, but not the only voice involved, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's interesting, okay. Um, that kind of gets into my next question actually. And, um, you know, we, we are getting out for Christmas, but we just recently had Thanksgiving too. And I, I did a video kind of encouraging everyone um, to thank those on their writing journey. I mean, even, even those of us who aren't published yet or aren't finished with our journey, I'm like, there's many people who have helped us along the way. So mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, um, besides yourself, of course, besides yourself in the leader role, who helped the most in making this project possible? Who do you think? And you can name, you know, a few people if you want, or a few organizations. But it's been it's been complicated. Um, I I I really so many people, and it's like the the whole it takes a village thing. It it, it kind of does because you, there there are gaps that you don't know that you have. Yeah. Um, and people who kindly, I'll put kindly, is this thing, point that out. Um, uh, there have been like Facebook groups in particular, like like the the one that you and I are in. Um, Sanctuary, yeah. Yeah, the Writers Sanctuary group. That's that was good. I had a a writing group um, in when I lived in Ohio um, with uh, Angie Grigalunis was in it. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, Jen Eason and you know a couple of the people that that you might or might not know some of the some of whom are in the writer sanctuary group I know we um, yeah and um when we had to move out here I got a, an email I got an email from a message from my friend Rob and he's like you're coming to my group so now I have my peaklings group and they've been fantastic um and it's it's very interesting going from a group in Ohio that was primarily female going to a group in Colorado that's primarily male very different spin on on events um 
they they don't necessarily insist on the same things um oddly enough <laughs> you know yeah. but um i i have to say i i have a friend uh, named patrice who has been simply amazing and supportive um my friend cj i mean i don't know what i do without these people i have a friend in uh in england and i'm very thankful for the interwebs as i'm not supposed to say or at least i get i get psychic damage points against my children when i say interwebs um oh, so uh, so i so i say it anyway just because psychic damage right, right. um so uh thankful for the interwebs uh, because I can chat with my friend Lauren in in Yorkshire. And I have friends that have been, you know, popping in and out saying, how's it going? How's it going? And my friend Laura in Ohio, another Laura in, um, in California, back from when we lived back there almost two decades ago. Wow. So, I mean, Laura's gents, good people. Thumbs up, Laura's and gents. Um, but um, just there's so many people. Um, you hear my kids arguing in the background or not? I can yeah. only hear something faint, but yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, probably not worse than my cat meowing. She's quite out of for now, but she was, yeah, you know, my my um, my daughters in particular have been very supportive, but um, I have to say that I truly appreciate the editors at Enclave even though they made me cry. <laughs> so, um, so all that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have one of the best things about the writing journey so far has been meeting people. And um, I don't know, I could just, I could have a list. If I really listed out all the people that had helped me, my acknowledgement section would be longer than my actual books. Yeah, I, I, I was looking at the end here and I was like, I know you have a page or two of acknowledgements. So like, yeah, well, I, okay. One of my favorite acknowledgements that I read are um, in, a, in a couple of epic fantasy books and they make them interesting. So I, I am not as interesting as these men have been, but um I, I try to make it so that at least if you if you're the sort of person who reads the acknowledgments you're just not bored by a list that you have to suffer through yeah so, yeah so i always try to at least skim it i mean yeah, you're right some are more interesting than others and if this is a list of names i'm like i don't know these people but it's it's meaningful to everyone who's involved in that process because they they, mm -hmm. they they get the contribution they need that's that's why authors do it and that's why we you know you know acknowledge those who have helped and so it's like they say it really does take a village and i've um i read a book earlier this year about how even even the inklings like you know the great mm -hmm. lewis they had their group of community that that helped them a lot so yeah yeah like like for for um aberration in particular my friend Anne, my friend sophia um daniel um um from writer sanctuary yeah um they were so helpful in just muddling through like okay i wrote it all up just give it a quick read does it make sense um and you know there there are times when you think you make sense and you really don't or when you write an action scene and the action scene goes on and on and on and it takes you three writers groups to correct all of your wordiness in your action scene not that i've ever done that recently in the past month 
Yeah, uh, if you had. Yeah. If I had, I would be very thankful. That, 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 that's for all of you at home who, who are doing that. And yeah. also for me, probably. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, long list. And I know we can't get to everyone, but that's that's great. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you're, you're finding that it's part of your journey. That's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah we're getting some more comments in the, in, in the chat. Um, um, Laura said, can't wait to read book three, which we'll talk about a little bit later, hopefully. But I, I asked her, what do you think of book two? And she said, loved it. I love the recorder. Kathy, or, I love the recorder. Kathy's characters are so real and feel like people I've met in real life. Um, and then other people are also saying that they have arguing and going on in their house and, and, and from the kids in the background. So um, there you go. My, um, yeah, yeah. Um, you can't hear my kid either. I don't think um, he's out there with his mom who graciously allows me to do this. And, and um, you know, I, I was hearing him making some, making a fuss before we started, but now he's mostly quiet. So hopefully everything's okay, but hey, um, you know, well, have, have, that's the real I, life. I, I, I wanna say really quick uh, that, that uh, the Inklings group that uh, was hosted out of uh, Virginia for a while mm-hmm. was very helpful in the first- That's how you and I connected it. Yeah, that first quarter of, um, aberration and um, several stories in that and several stories that chap- chapters that I read that didn't make it in um, in particular you know the inklings group there was was very was very helpful and um, yeah I, I appreciate like you and Rachel and Kelsey and Daniel and, and, so and all the peoples I was glad to be a small part of that and that we've been able to connect this way that's a- that's how we all. I, ha- I have to say, just for everybody's listening, I think that Lars's best line in aberration is is largely thanks to the gentleman who is interviewing me today. Really, I. I... Yes, you'll you'll know when you get there. Okay, you you, you said that you, you said something like that, like that to me, and I. I don't remember now, but um, you'll, you'll either either you'll remember when you get there, or you'll be like, I don't know what she's talking about, and then you'll just say, Yeah, I, I came up with all of that. I, I feel like me, knowing me, it's gonna be the latter, but we'll we'll see. So so I'm 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 glad I could be somewhere on that list. I was I was like maybe in the top 100, but but I'm but I'm 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 on the on the list of people who have helped you. So great. Yes, yes, yeah. you are. Awesome. Um, okay, great. I know we touched on this, but one of my questions was. What challenges did you encounter in writing Aberration? And you've talked about some of those already, but any others you want to highlight or do we just need to move on from challenges? One of the challenges was actually the fact, um, I kind of want to avoid saying this, um, but I'll say it anyway, was the fact I wrote this book, um, I wrote the first book years ago. And then it was signed and it was published. And then Aberration came out in 20, um, and I turned in Aberration in in, um, the beginning of the year. And they're like, you know, there's a virus in this book. Don't know that we really want a virus in this Uh... book. And I'm like, that it's too late now because it was in book one. Even too late, yeah. It's too late. So, reworking that whole thing um my sister who uh passed a couple years ago was a uh biochemist and a microbiologist so she had helped me when i first came up with the idea with the virus which is actually predates the book by about 15 years 
um, believe it or not. Um, actually, no. Probably closer to 24 years before the book. Um, and I had called my sister and I had said, this is what I'm thinking. Does it make sense? And so she and I talked it over and researched it. And she helped me make sure that it sounded credible. Mm -hmm. So when I had to rework the virus in the middle of the edits for aberration, I, that was really hard because I mean, I have confidence in my ability to research. Um, but in part, it was also because that was part that Mary Beth had helped me with and she's not here now. And so in a way it was saying goodbye to that emotional connection, not just, wow. not just rewrite the book, but I rewrite this one aspect of the book, which really wasn't that hard once I figured out what I was doing, but, um, but that, that part, I didn't make the connection that that was part of the hard part until after um, I turned it in. I'm sorry, she didn't get to see the whole trilogy. But, uh, oh, she never, she she didn't even get to see the 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 first one, but um, she read some chapters of of the first book and and um, and she's she's part of it now. She's she's, she's part of yeah. I did um, as I said, there's cats in the books, and I named I I love T. S. Eliot's Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats, which is what they used to make the musical cats um okay okay and so all of the cats were originally named after care after the cats in old possum's book of practical cats and um but i but i renamed one of them hunter after my sister's cat wow, okay so, nice that's, that's so. a nice little tribute there you go yeah it's 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 not much but there you go so. You do what you can. Yeah, you. Yeah, it's. I, I gotta be honest. When, when I when I asked you about challenges, I wasn't expecting the one that personal. But thank you for sharing. That's yeah. That's, that's yeah. The the it, other stuff was it's strictly timelines yeah, and yeah, yeah. writing on a deadline. That's really hard. Because it, it, it comes into your heart and your world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. and then and then um, adjusting in in my head before I before I pitched it even i i envisioned this as like seven books and right. trying to pull all of the pertinent information and squash it down into three i've yeah I've, i was i was, I was wondering about that because i've i've heard you said it, said it before i didn't know if you were i, I, I know you have a, a deal for three books i didn't know if you're going to try to continue it after that or if you're now just like it's three now yeah it's it's three now um i do have a couple of stories that if um We'll see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask at the end what's next for you in the recorder, but we'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um. I wanted to ask. Um. In contrast to the challenges, then, what is your favorite part of the writing slash publishing process, or what was your favorite part for this book? Do you think? Well, I'll tell you. One of my favorite things to to talk. I talk to my characters. I know not everybody does. I know some people, I know some authors that are just like, no, I, I sit down, I tell them what to do and they do it. And I'm like, how do you do that? What is this magic you have? <laughs> um, and so, secrets. Um, yeah. So my, one of my problems with aberration was that my people weren't talking to me 
And so it was really difficult to try to get the right vibe and the right feel, especially when you're adjusting for things like the the entirely different world that she's in at the beginning of the book and how that stress and that tension would influence someone of her of her personality type. Um, but by the time I got to the middle, there is a character that that shows up and I'm like, he's not supposed to be in this scene. And I'm sitting there and I'm typing, right? Type, 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 type. I'm like, what are you doing? Get out. Type, 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 type. And get out of the room. And he's not listening to me. I'm keeping on typing. So I'm like, get out of the room. Don't, don't touch that. Don't touch that. Put that down. And I'm still typing it, right? So my husband walks in the room and he's like, and I'm still over here, type, type. What are you doing? Don't do that. Put it down. I said, you're not listening. Stop it. And and my husband walks in the room and he looks at me and he gets this funny look on his face. I'm not even going to try to replicate it. And he slowly backs out and closes the door <laughs> as I'm sitting there scolding this particular character. That sounds like when my wife talks to herself and I never know if it's directed at me or not. So yeah. So he's, he's just like, just, so that. <laughs> that's the, when when my characters act up and they're not supposed to or there's a sudden turn um there was one character who was supposed to die in this book um and um and um my friend Anne threw a fit and was correct and so he is not dead and he remains not dead thanks Anne. you're saving lives over here yeah so you know shout out to Anne for saving edward's life so Okay. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's not dead yet. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But okay. I'll yeah. be in so much trouble. I'll be in so much trouble. She has threatened to write a book and kill off my favorite, one of my favorite ones of of the characters that she's written. If I so much as do something wrong with this one, so there's pressure here. If ever dies, blackmailed we, guys. We riot. Yeah. 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 yeah we, we we used to have a saying like that at Inklings. I think I think it was if Quinn dies, we riot. Um, yeah. for, for Kelsey's story, but anyway, that's, yeah, that's, that's funny. Okay. Um, good times. Um, I'm glad you didn't come off. Um, everyone watching, I mean, I mean we're, we're still going, we're not, we're not, we're not done yet, but thanks for all the comments. Keep asking, um, posting comments and also ask questions. If you have questions for Kathy, um, definitely post them in the chat. I will try to get to them all. Um, I wanted to ask you again, without, without too many spoilers, but, um, what part or scene or character are you most excited for either for yourself or for the readers to discover what what are you most excited for about, about this book well there was a scene that i wrote for aberration that didn't make it in okay and i will riot if these people do not cooperate with me these people being uh, your characters these people being my characters if they do not cooperate and let me put this scene in in book three i will riot okay, i will start just like i will bring in like space pirates and like laser guns and then they'll be sorry i will I loose the giant roaches on them and then they'll be sorry this is almost like could be like a, like, like a dm talking to the to, to their their players it sounds like but but um it, 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 sounds, a little, it sounds a little bit like that but yeah, yeah. You're, you're, there was one scene and there were two scenes in aberration that i i knew were coming um towards the very end of the book and one of them i knew was coming from the from in recorder 
when um, you first meet Kylie. Um, at that point, I think within the next chapter, I knew this scene at the end of Aberration was coming. And I I knew it. I, I knew what it was. I knew what would happen. I did not expect it to get to me. Okay. And I was a mess when I wrote it. There was another scene that I knew was coming as soon by the, the last chapter of Recorder. As soon as I wrote that chapter, I knew this chapter was coming. Mm -hmm. And um, when I wrote it, I, I it was I was a mess. Okay. I mean, it was it was really hard to write because I needed to capture the motivations and um, make sure that I had and backtrack and make sure that I had put all of those motivations in throughout the whole book and they're there but it was um I was not looking forward to writing either of those um the book did not end where I expected it to mm -hmm. and that was different in a sort of different kind of way um I'm really looking forward to in book three um I'm looking forward to the epilogue. Okay. So I'm going to have a epilogue at the beginning of the series and an epilogue at the end of the series and no logs in the middle. Big so. sandwich in the middle. Okay. Yeah. And I'm I'm really looking forward to writing that. And and I have it mostly written, but I want to make sure that it it flows in with the rest of the books. I, I understand that. I have scenes in my head and I'm like, I, I just need to get there and I want to write it out. Sometimes I'm tempted to go out of order and just write those first, but I don't do that. Or if I did, I don't have to change it a lot. But um, oh, I write things first when they occur to me because I don't trust my memory. Fair. I write like thick outlines, so I at least have have the idea written down, but not the full scene. Anyway, um, Laura said, "I really hate those roaches." I think we all do. She also said, "It didn't end where any of us expected it to," and I'm still mad. So. Um, <laughs> Getting some hate mail from the audience. Um, um, so, so Yay! Thank you. Mean, I guess it means you're doing something right. I don't know. Uh, you're, you're, Either are, something uh, right or something really wrong. So are invested in this story. That, that, that's that's what we're getting from that. Um, yeah, whether it's yeah right or wrong, you'll be the judge. I, I can't comment because I haven't read it yet. Um, so yeah, which is um, actually kind of handy because then you can ask questions. Um, that I can be I can be objective for now at least. Yeah. I'll get to it. It's definitely on my on my list in the new year. I, I have to make lists now of which book. I mean, my TBR pile is so big. I mean, I, I have to outline beforehand how many which books I'm going to prioritize this year, and mm -hmm. then I, and then I'm like, I want to fit in more books than that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and one of the things that I have a problem with, I love science fiction. I can't read science fiction. I'm like, read what you're writing. I can't. Not while I'm writing it. Yeah. I can't. Makes sense. Makes sense. So mm -hmm. historical romance and fantasy and mysteries, it is. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> in what ways are you like the recorder and in what ways are you different? That's, there's a question for you. Um, I hate seams. And like socks drive me insane. Like the seams at the toes of the socks, if they're crooked. So That's, I, I, I know for a fact that I, I haven't had her obsess over that, but I know for a fact that she would. Little details. Little details. Um, 
the I think the recorder is it. I'm I'm not a whole lot like her. I I think of her as oh, she's she's much more. I don't know if you can Myers Briggs or not. Um, but um, yeah, I'm familiar. We're both introverts. Okay. Um. Kind of gets to that, but yeah. Yeah, both introverts. I'm I'm a P and she's a J. Okay. Um. And uh, she's she's um, but she feels things very deeply, and I think I do too. I notice small things, sure. and there are times that I I too have to stop and like really focus on um body language and stuff to to see what people are thinking. I just happen to have a better background in um relating to people than, than okay. yeah which is kind of a low bar because she's been a computer or been well yeah computer for her whole life maybe well that and i think that she would always have had a hard time um relating to people and they aren't she doesn't have an intuitive connection and she judges everything by surface but she categorizes things differently in my head i see her like um she would eventually learn the the body language and facial expressions for you but she wouldn't apply those across to somebody else okay okay so for each person she is trying she sometimes will make a connection she does at the beginning of aberration where she's like a character's eyebrows draw together and she's like max worries like that and so she's making that the connections, but they're very, very few. So somebody will narrow eyes and she can't tell whether they're thinking or whether they're judging or I usually can, but you know, there are days, right? Sure. sure. We all have days. Yeah. Yes. I get it. Okay. Okay. Good if idea. that makes sense. It does. It does. And it gives, it gives depth to your character. I mean, you know, we, we knew she was someone who notices details and at least in the beginning, maybe has a hard time with emotions and with processing, mm -hmm. with reading those things. And yeah, um, we, knew, we knew she was that character type, but that's, but you, you've yeah. given, you've given detail to it. That's good. Well, I think that of, of all the characters, I'm probably um, a bad behavior side. I have to add the caveat, bad behavior side. I'm probably most like Elliot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Elliot from the first book. Yeah. Yeah, Elliot behaves badly. I thought about adding subtitles, you know, like, what is it? Um, it's like chapter 23. Elliot, in behaves, which badly. Elliot behaves badly. But old, you know, old I just, that a lot, no. Yeah. So I, I decided I decided that that probably wouldn't fit the sci-fi feel as much Not as the modern, yeah, yeah. As yeah. much as Palace Station. Does it the personal was it uh designation personal recorder or personal identification number is eight four five four two nine one zero dash nine five four five epsilon palace station four seven eight point oh six point or point oh two point oh six point oh five you know I, that probably feels more sci-fi than yeah a little bit in which the recorder accidentally lies to nate you know kind of thing what you need to do is release a director's cut with with one all all the deleted scenes and two of the your, your commentary you know movies can do that why, why, why can't books I'm, I'm starting a movement 
actually, actually, when I, I have some extra copies of Aberration, and I'm thinking of going through and annotating and writing notes on the side. It'd be awesome. So maybe, maybe. Okay, who knows? I might, I might have one of those in the new year and, and put it on Instagram or Facebook for a giveaway. Might, right. don't know, not promising. Okay, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool when authors can do stuff like that. Um, what are you doing now for marketing slash engaging the audience? I know that's, a, these days, it's a part of every writer's job. Um, you know, you- Crying silently into my pillow at night. Hey, you gotta start somewhere. Gotta being, start somewhere. Being authentic, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, right now, my website is in serious need of tender loving care. Um, I started a newsletter and realized I needed to have a post office box. So that's going to have to wait until next year. Um, so I stopped the newsletter. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I'm mostly on Instagram. I have my Facebook author page that honestly is more fun to me because I could just post stupid memes and I could say something and I don't have to take a picture and pretend like I'm good at it That's um, how I'm new to Instagram I'm one of my other authors who I interviewed um I think Heather convinced me to try Instagram and I was like how does that work for authors and I'm still figuring it out but um well I think that Instagram actually for me has been more a way of like connecting with people yeah um I don't see it as a vast marketing platform. I see it as a way that, you know, I can, I can check in on people that I, that I get to know even only vaguely on social media and, you know, you're having a bad day. I can say, Hey, have a good day. You know, cheer up. I'm praying for you or, you know, just send heart emojis or something stupid like that, but which isn't really stupid because I do care. And I building really, audience. I mean, going on some, some, something you said earlier, you know, building audience or building connections is an important part of the writing journey, and even the marketing journey. I mean, I mean, I know, I know that makes it sound a little cynical. Uh, I've, I've, I've done some cursory research into marketing, and you have to, you know, build relationships and stuff like that, and you don't want to be in a just for the the mercenary side. And I, I, I know you're not, but it is important. It is, it is how we how we, you know, make ourselves known to other, and, and trusted to others, so. Well, I'm not, I, one of the things that I read about when I first started reading about marketing, because like, as I said, I, I signed with Enclave and had nothing. I think I had like 50 people following me on Facebook because that's, you know, a great platform. You should always do that. Um, have your stuff set up first. That's just it. Um, <laughs> had no website, had no newsletter, still don't have a newsletter, don't have a blog. I, I have my personal blog. Um, and so it was I just like thrown into, it felt being thrown into a lion's den. And I had to figure all this out while I was writing a second book, while I was working on edits um, for the first book which is like, by the way, it's like, I, I had always done edits for myself. I'm like, well, I have, I'll, I'll finish this in like a month and a half. No, you have like two weeks. You go through everything in two weeks and fix up, you know, maybe three. And that is really hard when you still have to mom, you still have to do dishes. You still have to, I, I homeschool my 
younger kids. Um, and you know, my, uh, my daughter right now has some special needs. When you pile all that on, it's like, how do you figure it all out? Um, but one of the things that I had read was that when you're doing marketing, you have to, it's like, you have to pick a persona. You have to pick a persona that's you. And I'm like, you know what? How about this is my persona? Yeah. Um, and yeah. I don't have the time or the energy to come up with a fancy version of me. So um, my persona means that I just wear mascara. <laughs> and I, you know, it, I accidentally wear black um, when I have gone out and done things because all my nice clothes are black. And I realized, oh, wait, that's now my brand is black clothing. So I'm like, yeah, all right. So that's, that's like, that's as deep as like my marketing okay. reaches have gone. But I think that, but I, but I, I like people. Yeah. Sometimes I like them from a distance and sometimes I like cats more. Um, sorry, true story. Um, sometimes I did like cats less. We don't have any cats right now, but we used to. And sometimes, you know, if you have cats, you know what I mean? Some days you just don't like cats. I have some nice cats and some other. Yeah. That was nice. Kind of, kind of grew up with less. So, well, hardly. Yeah. yeah. So, but to me, the, the whole, the whole marketing thing is like, I just, I just have to be me. And it doesn't, it doesn't sell as many books as some people do. I don't have, you know, big prize giveaways. I don't have, um, I don't have, you know, fancy ads and marketing. Um, but you know, connections with people, but people are what matter to me. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it'd be really great to be a new times bestseller seller, but you know, that, that I can, I can wait. Maybe next year. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, I, I know we, we said this kind of sarcastically earlier, but but I, but I was like, um, I, I, I actually do think being authentic is the, the persona people want. So I'm like, I mean, I, I, I get what they say when, when they say you need a persona, but it's like, you know, people don't want this soulless person talking to them. They, 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 like, they want, if, you, if they're on your page, they want to connect with a real person and they, they want you to be you. And and hey, look, look at you, you're you. And, 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 yeah, what do you know? And, and, I uh, take bad yeah. pictures. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that includes, you know, kids arguing in the background and all because I mean they, they know you have a real life and I think I think that that's I think people want to engage more with a real person who who does not have it all together not that you don't but oh I don't I oh, I, I, no, I have no. a trademark on not all together <laughs> I know I know but I'm, I own I'm, the I'm, copyright yeah. on not all together yeah, people, uh, how do you do it all I'm like badly but I think that's I mean from my, from my limited knowledge that seems to be in these days, or it's, it's you know, pe people want to be authentic and transparent hey. about that, which is great yeah, for I us. Mean, I guess if you're going to be like trendy, you might as yeah. well be trendy and be, yes. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Okay, great. And and um, while on this topic, I know we're, we're coming to our time close, close ish, but I wanted to just throw out a plug. It's not for me, actually, but um, I, well, well not directly, but I use ConvertKit for my newsletter. And um, for an address, they let you put their address. So I don't, I'm not giving up my address. So I'm their corporate address. So um, I, I'd recommend it to, to people. I've had a good experience so far with ConvertKit. I know some people have gotten really big on it. Um, I, I believe it's free for up to a thousand followers. And spoiler warning, I'm not at a thousand followers yet. But um, anyone who wants to can sign up to my newsletter for my newsletter and help, help me get there. But I'll You're gonna out. drop it in the links or drop it below. It is in the links already, I believe. Um, it, it should be in the description. It, it's a it, the link has like the words chipper maker and some numbers, but um, you can go there and sign up, sign up for my newsletter. 
if you want to and um, get weekly updates and weekly videos um, from me. But this is not about me. Um, I, but I, I do recommend ConvertKit for you or other authors who want to use it because it's been good for me so far. All right. So there you go. Okay. Anyway, um, what we, we've we've touched on some of this already. But what do you hope readers will get out of aberration? To me, the whole series is, and I've said this before, um, so if if I'm being redundant, Lady Redundant Woman is like one of my alter egos, not really because she's on Word Girl, but um, so yeah, hold on. You know what? Forget it. I'm and I'm editing my aside. You, you know those those games that the kids that, that go around the internet where you you ask your kids, you know who, what character do you does mom remind you of? And they you know, they write it down. You know, I I had friends that were doing that. And they're like Belle because she reads a lot and 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 Snow White because she sings really pretty. And what do my kids say? My kids say. Lady Redundant Woman and Dr. Toot Greens from Word Girl and <laughs> Doofenshmirtz from Doofenshmirtz. So, yeah. So anyway, so Lady Redundant Woman. Okay, so my, my Lady Redundant Woman said, um, I had, I've always said, even when I was writing this for me, that it is a love letter. The, the series is a love letter to people who feel left out, to people who are on the fringes, to people who don't fit in. Um, and it's kind of funny that I thought that even when I was writing it just for me, yeah. I wasn't writing it to me, I was writing it for me, but also for someone else. And that's, that's what these books are for. I want people to feel like they're not alone to, um, there's a difference between optimism and hope. Optimism yeah. is looking at the puzzle pieces and, and determining that you're going to believe that it's going to fit together. And 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 hope is more like looking at the puzzle pieces that don't fit together and believing there's a bigger picture okay. um and uh that's what i want um and if you can have a good time while reading it that's even better great so great. yeah thanks for sharing um what's next for you and for the recorder i know we've We've, you know, hinted at book three. I know you're working on book three. Can you give us any updates on that? Um, book three is a bear, um, kind of like the way I had to stop in aberration and just rewrite and edits, rewrite the the um, the bio weapon. Um, after I got the aberration edits back, they're like, well maybe not x so i called up and i had a long discussion with the the developmental editor editor at enclave who's doing this and i scrapped eighty five thousand words wow and um pretty much started over i i siphoned out as much of that as i could um and i think i pulled out forty thousand or twenty thousand words in scraps from that eighty thousand and i'm going through and as i'm writing book three i'm finding i know that doesn't fit that doesn't fit that doesn't fit but i will not let them get away with not letting me have that one chapter period <laughs> they do not get to not they do not they you mean that one yeah. yeah that chapter remains pirates um yeah and you know send in the sith lords and the yeah. dragons and everything um, but um getting through book three 
and then possibly sleeping for two weeks. Okay. Um, Great goals. And uh, I have a couple of um, short stories that I do intend to write um, for um, lead magnets or that's what you call them, right? Reader magnets, whatever. But I have some a couple of free stories, one of which is I, I've started and um, I probably shouldn't have. I should probably be focusing on book three instead of writing um, the story of if, if you read book one, you hear a little bit of uh, Nate tells the recorder part of his childhood and um, and uh, sorry, noises distracted me. Um, the um, that's another thing that I have in common with the recorder, the sound of like a TV in the other room. It doesn't even have to be like on playing something i can hear the tv being on i can hear the lights it's irritating. Yeah. all get out um but um um so these short stories are in the same universe they're in the same universe like it's a short story of of cool. awesome. of, of another recorder's point of view okay. watching nate grow up okay and um and so there's that. I have probably 50,000 words written on um, someone's twin. How about I put it that way? That's a little bit vague and it's supposed to be because I don't want it to be spoilers. Um, but I have about 50,000 words written for someone's twin. And um, I'm hoping to get, I just, if if I'm I don't know I'd like I'd like to get that out for people to read. Um, I have some stuff in this universe. I have some stuff that predates this universe, and it it, it predates this story by about four hundred years. Right. Um, and I I want to get that out just a short story somewhere just for fun. But um, there's a couple of um, stories in my head that aren't necessarily science fiction that I like to address and like to kind of at least get out of my head one way or another um, when this is over. But I kind of feel like when this is over, this has been, writing this has been very, very difficult. Writing three is harder than writing two um, in part because I had to re-envision the entire plot. Um, and I, Enclave very graciously gave me a huge chunk of time to, um, to uh, give me some leeway. Is there a release date for book three? Yes, there is. I, not a specific day, but I have a month and a year. Are you able to share it or is it? Yes, February of 2024. Oh, it's more than a year now. Yes, it's more than a year. Sorry. Uh, I, better, I better let you get to it then so you can put it out early now. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really work that way, but yeah. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I was, I was hoping for next Christmas, but no, that's okay. I was too, I was too, and I felt very, very bad. I had to ask. Valentine's Day. No. Yeah, I had to ask for the extension because I just couldn't get the words out. I just couldn't. And they very graciously gave me much more than I asked for, and I still can't get the words out. Um, but um, that extension bumped the time out a couple months. Laura said she just wants to know what name the recorder picks for herself, and she's looking forward to that in book three. Yes, that is in book three. Um, I have, a, I have, yes. Okay. 
Okay, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. Sounds like a lot of excitement in your future and a lot of hard work still. So um, I'll let you get back to that. We're about, about at the hour. Um, last question for me, where can people buy the book and or where can they follow you online? Um, I'm on Instagram at Kathy McCrum author and kathymccrum.com is my website. If you send me an if you, if you, if you contact the, if you click the contact me and send me a message, I'll respond to you. Um, but I just don't have the newsletter thing figured out yeah. yet, yeah. but, um, the books but on Amazon and on, and I mean, yeah, in pretty much anywhere books are, are sold. Um, you there's, let's see, there's, uh, I'm sure you can get it on the Enclave yeah. website. Well, Enclave, I think links to a couple other places. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to, I will make a promise this weekend, I will update my website and put the um, the universal book link for the ebook. Okay. Um, but um, let's see, Enclave is a Christian publisher. So this is available at christianbook.com. Yeah. And um, uh, Amazon and Barnes and Noble, I think you can order it through there. It's awesome. Um, so, so yeah. it's, it's not hard to go find it. So go buy it. No, no, you can find it just about anywhere. Yeah, so, yeah. kathymccrum.com, all that stuff. So go yeah. follow Kathy, buy both books, and yes, get, buy both books, please. Get, get, give please them out as, as, as presents to all of your family and friends. So yes, and and, and as I said, if you know, if if you don't like science fiction for some reason, you tuned in. I don't know why, but supposing you don't like science fiction, but supposing you know someone who does, and I'm willing to bet that you do, um, then you know this is um one of uh one woman that i talked to uh, said that this said that this was a lot like had kind of like stargate vibes okay. um there knows there's no gate travel just gonna make that clear um but it's it's not it's more it's more about the team and the people than it is about this giant overarching uh story even though there is a big story it's just a lot of it is people and relationships. Yeah, yeah. Heart sci-fi with heart. Yeah, so. Awesome, cool. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me, Sam, it's fun. Uh, for answering our questions and just sharing a little bit of your, your world and your heart with us. Um, thank you everyone who tuned in and made this a lively interactive discussion and you're here to support Kathy. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, you can, as always, like my page, Samuel and Harris for future discussions and content for writers or sign up for my newsletter, which we've already talked about at the Chippermaker link in the comments. When you sign up, you'll get a free sample of my story, Fractured Heroes, um, if you like superhero stories, a few that are also, I, I think, have heart. Um, they do. They do. Thank you. Thank you. With a few of my favorite scenes that I think you'll enjoy if you, when you sign up. And of course, go check out Aberration, Kathy McCrum, buy it for all your friends for Christmas. Um, anything else to say before we sign off, Kathy? Just thank you very much. And thank you for everybody who came. I can't see you, but thank you. And um, have have a happy holiday season. Merry Christmas. Yes, yes. There we go. So thank you for watching today. Thank you, Kathy, for being here with us. Have a great weekend, everyone. And until next time. Bye. Thanks.